0: Welcome to another episode of Just Jets, episode 193. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary, back with another episode. Going to be talking about a quiet deadline for the New York Jets. We'll be talking about an offense that is anemic right now, and we'll be answering your voicemails. I'm excited to get into this episode and discuss all of these things with you. But first, a message from our sponsors over at Manscaped. Gentlemen across the nation, Urgent message for you. Lawnmower 5.0 is here. And this episode is brought to you by Manscaped. The brand new Lawnmower 5.0 can help you take your balls to space. Is now launching the Ultra Sphere Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0. Ultra, I'm excited about it. Uh, My buddy, shout out, Matt Spazero, picked one up. And his beautiful bald head has never looked so good. Featuring a new cutting edge design and next generation dual skin safe blade heads for different shaves. It's pretty much a spaceship for your boys downstairs to join the next level and 9 million men. Use my code JETS20, that jets S two zero for 20% off and free shipping over at Manscaped. It's pretty much a spaceship that takes your boys downstairs to the next level and make sure to pick yourself up something nice. I am a big fan of the newest version of the lawnmower 5.0. Somehow I started back with Manscaped when they were at the 3.0. We evolved to the 4.0 and now the 5.0 is even better. I love my 5.0. Thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring the program. All right, let's hop into this episode. A quiet deadline day for the New York Jets, although it was not a quiet day online for Jet fans. Number one, refreshing and some uh, (laughs) drama between two of our own, Michael Nania and Boy Green going at it. What's going on there? Boy Green sharing the karate videos, Electric Factory. Boy Green is just pure electricity. The the karate videos were <laughs> with the quotes were just that was that was an all-time Jets Twitter moment. Uh, truly never a dull day online. So it was a quiet day, but it was still an entertaining day. The Jets sign, don't trade for it, but sign a guard, Roger Saffold. He has a ton of starting experience. He's been in the league for a decade and a half, uh, has not signed anywhere yet, was in Buffalo last year, started at left guard. He's primarily played left guard in his career, uh, but would have the opportunity to move over and play on the right side of the line uh, if the Jets need that, which... They kind of do. They at least need someone who can do it because right now, Wes Schweitzer and Connor McGovern, two interior offensive linemen who were starting for the New York Jets due to injuries, uh, Well, at least for Schweitzer, are both on IR. So that means they're going to miss the next four games starting this week on Monday Night Football. I would be pretty surprised if Saffold is inserted right into the middle of the lineup and like, all right, you are good to go. Good luck to you, good sir. Signed you on Tuesday, starting on Monday night. You got six days. Good luck. I don't think that's going to be the case. But potentially some optimism that maybe, just maybe, There's a good sign with rookie Joe Tittman that maybe he'll be good to go for for Monday because that would be a big help. Uh, Xavier Newman played center for the Jets in a pinch and had the biggest play of the game, spotting the ball in the right spot, getting it touched up by the ref in the right spot, snapping it and getting the spike down with one second let. Well, Zach got the spike down. More on the offense than Zach in a second here. But uh, really – all things considered, do you want him as the long term long term meaning the rest of the year starter? No. Do you appreciate what he did coming in, in a pinch and helping you win a football game? You absolutely do, absolutely do. But I mean, it's Jeff fans were frustrated, and I too was a little bit frustrated. I felt. pretty good about adding uh, Roger Saffold. They definitely needed to add someone on the offensive line, and it felt more likely that they would add an offensive lineman through free agency rather than the trade. But there was a pretty good starting caliber offensive lineman to be had. Ezra Cleveland gets traded from the Minnesota Vikings to the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, for a sixth-round pick. Uh, He's someone who's started – For them since 2020, he's in the final year of his rookie deal and is playing like a top half of the league starting guard. Uh, He's really good in the run game. So that was the guy that I had circled earlier today or yesterday, excuse me. If you saw the video of me previewing the deadline, that was someone who I would have liked to see the Jets pursue. And to see him go for only a sixth round pick was a little disappointing that the Jets couldn't be in on that. Um, I think he would have been a better option than Roger Saffold but still okay that they did something and it wasn't just nothing on the offensive line the area that I do think deserves criticism and you know God forbid you criticize anything that Joe Douglas does like I feel like there are two camps uh well and there probably isn't I'm probably over exaggerating but the fringes on each side are always the loudest, right? It's never the people in the middle who are the loudest. But I feel like for the most part, it's either Joe Douglas is the best ever. Build a statue of Joe Douglas. He can do no wrong. Or Joe Douglas is atrocious. And the people who are on the Joe Douglas is atrocious train. We're getting their rocks off today by him not doing a thing. Um, You know, he added someone uh, via free agency again in SAPPL, but he didn't go out there and, and make Make a move there where the people are, uh, Joe Douglas praisers, no matter what, are saying, Well, Joe Douglas knows better than all of us. We trust in Joe, and Joe, we trust. And I understand that to an extent, but I-, I will criticize not adding a wide receiver. And, uh, the big reason for my criticism comes not because I dislike, uh, Alan Lazard or Garrett Wilson, it's my fear beyond that. Like, you trade away Nicole Hardman to give Xavier Gibson more reps. Okay. Randall Cobb is still here and essentially acting as your third receiver. And then you have Malik Taylor or Jason Brownlee. And I liked Jason Brownlee a lot in camp. I think there's maybe something there with him. I'm glad he's stuck around and I would like to see him on the field a little bit, you know, and and get him the ball or get him some red zone opportunities. That's where I think he would thrive. You are one injury away to either Lazard or Wilson. God God forbid Garrett Wilson. He's too explosive and too good of a player on this offense. You don't want to lose him. But even if you lose, let's say you lose Aaron, Alan Lazard, a wide receiver room of then Garrett Wilson, Randall Cobb, Xavier Gibson, and Jason Brownlee is giving me... Slight PTSD, not all the way back, because it was worse in 2018, 19, 20 in that range. Like those were some real bad wide receiver rooms, especially after some injury, but it's, it's not good. It's not good. It's giving me, you know, 2018 rookie year Darnold on the road in Chicago, uh, where he was going out with Javon curse and Deontay Burnett and uh, whoever the hell of the third receiver was. I don't remember, but uh, the, the moral of the story is that, Wide receiver room falls off quickly, and I would have liked to see them add somebody. Now, Donovan Peoples Jones gets traded for a sixth round pick, really not much there. Is he a star? No, I don't think Donovan Peoples Jones is a star. Uh, could he come in and be you know a serviceable wide receiver for you? He probably could have. Uh, I, I would have loved to dream about the big name like Devontae Adams or Mike Evans, but just wasn't to be had. They were very clear Tampa Bay and the Raiders that they were not going to move either of those two guys it was going to be very evident that neither of those two guys were going to get moved but I would have liked to see some sort of middle of the road addition you know uh, Darnell Mooney uh, Hunter Renfro even though I'm not the biggest Hunter Renfro guy Cortland Sutton was someone I really liked a lot there's or even on on a lower tier, Darius Slayton, like somebody to just add a functioning wide receiver body in here, a veteran, because again, as much as I like Xavier Gibson and Jason Brownlee, I do like both of those guys. It's very, very, very challenging to work through when your offense is struggling to the point that it is, and more on that in a second. That's what the back half of this monologue is going to be before we get into your voicemails. But to have an offense and a passing game specifically that is struggling so mightily, and working through that with two undrafted rookie free agent wide receivers in the mix and playing significant roles, it's not ideal. That That is not an ideal scenario for, for the Jets. So I would have liked to see a veteran option there. So it was a quiet trade deadline, which wasn't exactly my favorite thing uh, about this, if we're being honest with ourselves. And then let's get into the second topic of today, which is the offense, the problems on offense. They man oh man did that offense look brutal against the new york giants and there were some reasons behind it a, a few we, we talked about it earlier in the week uh, you know and with the reaction but you had the weather playing a factor and it did the uh offensive line playing a factor receivers not separating going up against a good defense all those things can be true and at the same time, you can still be critical of Zach Wilson. It doesn't have to be well. Everything around Zach Wilson is wrong and not going well. Uh, so Zach gets a free pass on, on everything. And it also isn't this. All this offensive, you know, all these offensive problems are just Zach Wilson. That's not. Again, it's the, it's a more nuanced conversation than that. But when you have, when you're seventeen to thirty-six, two hundred forty yards, a touchdown, no picks, seventy-eight point five rating. He completed 47% of his passes. Even his adjusted completion percentage, we were saying, oh, wait for the adjusted completion percentage. There were drops, and there were. There were some big drops. But 57.6% adjusted completion, that's, still, that's not a good number either. It's not. And I thought he held on to the ball for too long at times, at times because there was other points where there was pressure getting in on him and no one was separating. But, like, you can't be taking sacks on 4th and 10. you got to throw it up and give your guy a shot. But the, I guess the good thing from this game, the definite good thing from this game, but also the frustrating thing is you see a great drive with 24 seconds left, and then you see him make some plays in overtime, and you're thinking, where was this for 95% of the game? The Jets were so bad on 3rd down. They went 0 for their first 12 on 3rd down. They were horrific on third down. I've never seen anything like it. And again, play calling, offensive line, weather. I I I know all of that. But that doesn't mean that you just out the, you know, you throw out the window that, you know, the quarterback doesn't have any fault. He was a little bit at fault in this game. They have three offensive touchdowns in the last three games. Thank God they've won each one of those games which is great and amazing. It goes to show you, number one, how just really good the defense is. And again, I can't believe another week where I had to fight with, uh, with people online complaining about the Jets' defense, giving up one scoring drive, mind you, a, a, a touchdown drive. Uh, and then the special teams, brain, brain Man, going from Brain Man to Thomas Morstead is maybe almost as big of an upgrade as what going from Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers would have been for this team. Thomas Morstead put three punts inside the five-yard line. He was a stud. He has been so good for this team. Zorline, two big kicks in the rain. Morstead did a fantastic job on the hold on a god-awful snap in the rain uh, on the game-winning kick. He got it down, got the laces out. Zerline bo- bo- booted it through, barely, but got it through. That's all that matters. The defense and the special teams has been so, so stellar that they've won three weeks in a row with only scoring one touchdown in each one of those games. It's You have to, at some point, you can't just you know throw your hands up and go, well, it's everyone else's fault but Zach. On the same time, you can't also go, it's only on Zach Wilson. That's not the case also, but I don't know why someone would push back on criticizing Zach's play for a majority of this game, just because he made some good throws at the end of it and got him back in it. Yes, that is important. Yes, I am happy that ultimately they won the game, and all these things are good. They are good. But over the rest of their season, there's, what, 10 games left? The offense can't play like this for 10 games. They barely squeaked by. Barely. You got... You know, you're going up against Justin Herbert. You still got two games against Tua Tagovailoa. You got a game against Josh Allen again, and I'm glad this defense owns Josh Allen, and they were able to do it the first week of the year by only scoring one offensive touchdown, but you, you got to be able to find a way to be able to move the ball a little bit better. It, it's, it's unbelievable just how bad this offense is. And Brees didn't have a good day. They were stacking the box, and the credit to the Giants' defense—they were in, incredible in this game, especially with containing Brees Hall. But I, I, i am running low on patience. And this game coming up on Monday night, which last time you'll hear me talk about on in here, if you haven't already, talkingjets.com. Limited tickets available. Myself, Ryan Greenbean. We're going. All three of us, we're getting on the field. We're tailgating with tailgate Joe. We're going to watch the Jets hopefully beat the Chargers on Monday Night Football in prime time. We will be in attendance, but there's no excuse going up against this Chargers defense. They are so bad. They are allowing, on average, not just, oh, there was a few times where this happened. No, no, on average, they are allowing 297 passing yards against. They are dead last. In the NFL, in passing yards against their run defense is pretty solid, but pass defense stinks. Yes, they have Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. That, those are two big names, and they can get after the quarterback. But there should be a game plan and an opportunity if Zach Wilson is getting the ball out and not holding it onto it for three plus seconds, which he was back. He back did this week. He did again. Before that, he was doing a good job of getting it out in 2 6, 2 7. You could live with that. 3.05, too long. <laughs> that's a that's a big problem. You gotta get the, gotta get it out. You gotta be a little bit more decisive. Get rid of it if nothing's there. Tuck it and run. You're an athletic kid. There there's no excuse. Get the ball out. Get it in their playmakers' hands, and you have to score. You have to score points. You cannot go on the rest of the way scoring one touchdown a game, and then get mad at your defense for allowing a touchdown drive, and then you end up losing a football game it would have been a horror If the Jets lost that game against the Giants, it would have been such a really disheartening performance considering that they held the Giants to negative nine net passing yards, a negative number. And they, and they <laughs> barely squeaked by, but the most important thing through all of this is that a win is a win, and you just got to keep stacking these wins and keep yourself alive and hope that you turn out of it offensively, right? Just hope that you could somehow, some way, dig your way out of this and get back going in the right direction and just stack Ws. You have two games now, against teams in your conference that are fighting for a wild card spot. And then you have two games in a row against divisional opponents in the Buffalo bills up in Buffalo and then at home against the Miami dolphins. Let's take care of business voicemail time. Constantine gets us rolling. Oh boy. He wants to talk Zach Wilson. I guess I would not expect it to be pretty.
1: Hey Maddie, this is Constantine from PA. Listen, man. I've tried to give the kid the benefit of the doubt. I tried. I tried. Let the record show I tried. But the bottom line is, what was shown today against the Giants was a complete and utter abomination. It was a disgrace. If anybody feels good about winning that game against the Giants, 13-10, to 10, you need to get your head checked. You need to get a reality check more than anything because this team is horrible. Horrible. The way our offense played was embarrassing. At one point, we were 0 for 11 on third down. We got third and ones we can't convert. And we're supposed to be who? We're supposed to be who? The Jets? Maybe the 69 Jets would look better, but as of right now, I'm ashamed to call myself a Jet fan. And I'm sorry if it ruffles feathers, but you know what? Quite frankly, I don't give a shit. Because of the garbage we displayed on the field today, I had to just quit watching the game. I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going back to sleep. Because I wasn't feeling good to begin with. But the bottom line is, Zach Wilson is not a quarterback in the NFL. So, whoever wants to keep fucking getting on their soapbox and backing this kid up, then enjoy another losing season. Okay? I'm done. I am done, done, done with Zach Wilson. And I'm about almost done, done, done with the New York Jets. It was a pathetic showing. It was a fucking no-show. You mean to tell me the Giants get that third-string quarterback, Tommy DeVito? Who's he? Who is he? I'm sorry, Danny DeVito? Who is he throwing to? Latka in the end zone? What the fuck was that? It was a disgrace. And it's a
0: sad day to be a Jet fan. (laughs) Okay, all right, that's we're, we're good there, Constantine. I understand the frustration. I do. I just vented about Zach Wilson that whole in that whole open there. You can't get excited about this defense. you't you don't have anything in you to get excited about the special teams. And I know that's a weak cop out right? And Brees Hall is special. And Garrett Wilson still found the way to go over 100 yards. Zach Wilson didn't play well in that game. I just oh, that's what my whole open was was that Zach Wilson didn't play well in that game. You turned it off. You missed a good ending. You missed the best part. Charles from Long Island.
2: Hey, Matt. Charles calling in from Long Island. Uh, So my question for you is, is the way the Jets offense been playing sustainable for this team to make a playoff run? No. Um, So first off, really happy we got the win. Uh, About as ugly as a win could ever get. Um, But sure thing, we'll take it for once it goes our way. So can't complain on that. I also think we have the – I think easily that we have the top three defense. Um, I think it's the best. Uh, We saw the Niners and Eagles, you know, both of their defenses have gotten knocked up. Our defense is stuck strong, so that is not at all whatsoever the problem. I also think we probably have the worst offense in the NFL. Uh, Zach Wilson is just really bad. R- really bad. Um, what was it? I believe we went two for 15 on third down. Yes. That just just can't happen. Um, I, I, I try to be optimistic with Zach, and he shows us flashes, especially in the last 22 seconds we saw, wow, that was a – Nice strike to the fifty yard line. Where was that the whole fifty nine minutes of the game? Oh, so frustrating, but I, I you know, I think the receiving core outside of Garrett Wilson is definitely not been too good. It just seems like they don't get separation. I think Zach's not on the right timing. And it just feels like his IQ is not there. In certain situations, fourth and twenty. You're running backwards, you take a sack. You got to throw it up. Throw it up. Yep. Give, give somebody a chance. Um, but I, so yeah, my question is how could this offense turn things around and at least score 20 points a game? That's really all we really need to win some of these games. So at this point, I think we're. Hoping to win a few more games and hope Rogers comes back because from December January I won't be feeling good with Zach a quarterback. Anyway, happy for the win. Thanks for.
0: Oh, sorry. He got he got cut off. That wasn't me. That wasn't my doing. <laughs> I understand, man. It's it's a frustrating time for this offense. i I'm, I'm I'm annoyed with this offense as well. I don't think it was a great Nathaniel Hackett game either. I don't think the game plan was was good. Yeah, he he's had two good game plans this year. Against Philadelphia, they didn't execute in the red zone. That was their biggest issue in that game. Uh, and against the, the Chiefs. Let it rip, man. Don't baby this kid. He's, he's, he's afraid to do anything. And then when he turns his brain off and he don't think, in a hurry up or a two-minute drill that's when we start to see like oh wow like he could play and not wow he can play as a top 15 quarterback no be quarterback 25 and and this team is going to find a way to make the playoffs you can't be you can't be what you were against the giants the cowboys and the uh the game against the pats if you plays like he did in the second half of the bills game the the Chiefs game definitely is the best version. We we need something closer to that Chiefs version. Cuz five passing touchdowns in seven games. Three offensive touchdowns in their last three games. They're 3 and 0 over that time, which is just a, again a testament to how good this defense is. He's a like and also he is a backup quarterback. He is play, he just needs to play at a backup quarterback level. Throw out second overall pick for a second. You got to be able to throw that away. Because that's never going to come. He's not going to be the guy you, we thought you could potentially get with a second overall pick. But can you be quarterback 25, be a spot starter, backup, good backup quarterback level of player? That's why I and many others were screaming about getting just another quarterback in here to have go just in case, and the Jets refused to activate Trevor Simeon and are having, you know, Boyle there in his, you know, big parka with his hood on. You know, there's no threat of Tim Boyle taking that, off, you know, the parka off and throwing the ball around and maybe getting put in that game, but it's just so it's so frustrating watching this offense. PG, let's do it. Hello Matt,
3: PG from Long Island here on this glorious Sunday. Uh, quite a game. Couple quick things here. Happy not to be a Giants fan today, I'll tell you that. Something like, uh, they must be feeling how we felt after the uh, Marino fake spike. Uh, this could possibly be the best Jets win ever in the ugliest game, uh, and I'm only half kid in there. Uh, another thing is uh, Zach's mo- moxie. I mean, for him to come out in the press conference to say, Oh, well, yeah, 24 seconds. No problem. No problem. <laughs> One to 300 third-down conversions, and all of a sudden he's got 24 seconds. is not a problem. So the uh, fact is, I believe he believes it. And, you know, hopefully he gets better. Uh, I want to give a little shout-out to the backup center. Bob yep. Stringer held his own. Uh, I guess it's fitting that I don't know what his name is. Uh, but, yes, you know, you've got to give the coaches credit. They did a great job, just like they did with the cornerbacks last week. Uh, it looks like the you know, the whole roster is is prepared, so that's great. But the fact is you know, for us to really make a whip at the playoffs uh, we need to get better. And I don't know how we do that. Um, you know, coaching, maybe bring a little help in at the at the trade deadline here, but we need to get better, and I guess my question is, how do we do that on the offense? Anyway, as always, go Jets. Thank you, Matt. Bye.
0: There you go. Yeah, uh, it, was also, it was the best and the worst at the same time, right? Like, that's what it really felt like, the best and the worst. And let's shout out Xavier Newman. Because he was someone who shouldn't have played, and I appreciate you bringing that up, right? But injuries, God injuries on that stupid field that met Life Stadium is so freaking frustrating. But he comes in, and I know they had the fumble of the exchange with Zach, you know, just a really, really bad, bad, bad weather, bad, bad exchange, whatever. And crunch time got it done. <laughs> Shout out to you, man. Shout out to you. 24 seconds. Forget the 58 and a half minutes. 59 and a half minutes. Whatever. That last 24. Last 24 is all that counts, I guess. Uh, let's do Billy Bilstein. Welcome back to the program. Hello, Matthew
4: O'Leary. This is Billy Bilstein. Long-time listener. And regular caller. I wanted to ask you a question, well really just if you agree with me. A lot of people are asking why the Jets didn't score more points. Well, I just think that If the Jets would have gotten more first downs and gotten the ball into the end zone or kicked field goals, balls through the upright, the Jets would have had more points.
0: But the Jets... It took you a minute to get to that, Billy. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you for checking in with the program. We gotta move. We gotta move, man. We're doing a show here. I'm sorry. We gotta get that. We gotta get. We gotta get going. I, I know if they get in the end zone or if they kick the ball in the field goal, they, they they'll score more points. I I, I I I that would make a difference. I don't need a soliloquy. That you're a longtime caller. I've I've heard your name before. Oh boy, Jay from Jersey.
5: Hey, what's up, Matt? Jake from Jersey. Um, just got uh, a quick uh, idea here. From, I mean, trade deadline is, I think, today at 4 o'clock. So, I mean, when you listen to this, maybe tomorrow. But if, they don't, if the Jets are going to kind of stay put here, don't want to really give up any draft compensation or, or anything, uh, I do think we definitely need help at wide receiver. I mean, Alan Azar is isn't really reliable right now. Gibson is, like, okay in this slot. But, I mean, I'm not saying he's bad. I love Gibson. I'm just saying you're counting on him, and he hasn't really done it before, you know?
0: He's asking a lot.
5: I don't know. But I think we could definitely add another guy, like a wide receiver three or four, and um, somebody who hasn't been playing this year much for the Cardinals is Greg Dorch, who did kind of go off last year a little bit when given the opportunity. I just looked up his stats now, and he did have two touchdowns almost 500 yards on like 54 receptions I don't know this is a guy who they could probably get for a late late round pick swap if that I mean something very minimal and uh, I feel like he could definitely make somewhat of a difference as our number three guy or something but uh let me know what you think uh and uh go Jets
0: yeah I would have really liked to, and I know that this call was before the the deadline came to a close but that's that's my biggest criticism is that they didn't add a wide receiver, and that's my fear for this team going you know into the second half of this season, is that they're not going to have enough at wide receiver. They cannot. I cannot stress this enough. They cannot afford an injury to Alan Lazard or Garrett Wilson. They can't. They they will not overcome that. This offense is not good. The offensive line, the quarterback, as good as Brees Hall is, the rest of the offense is not good enough to overcome that. And I hear you, you know, throw to Tyler Conklin more, agree. Get Jeremy Ruckert involved in the passing attack, agree. Use Brees Hall more in the passing attack, agree. But even still, they would, like, Randall Cobb can't be put out there as your third wide receiver. Xavier Gibson, I like as a gadget guy who gets the ball two to three times a game at this point. Maybe he can grow into being like a a Jamison Crowder light kind of player. That's that's my goal for him. That's what I would like to see from him. But to ask that in year one now is an incredibly incredibly tough ask. An incredibly tough tough ask. So they're relying on a really young receiver core outside of Randall Cobb and Lazard, who the vets, but. Malik Taylor doesn't have a ton of experience. Jason Brownlee doesn't have a ton of experience. They're they're counting on these guys to make some big plays. Let's close out from Jalen in Dallas. He wants to talk trades.
3: Hey, what's good, Matt? My name is Jalen, bro, I'm calling from Dallas. I've been a Jet fan for the past 12 years from Louisiana as well, born and raised, but, bro, it almost makes sense that we have to trade for a sinner or some type of line before the deadline. Honestly, I'd be surprised if J.D. doesn't get anything done. What do you think about that, bro? And one last thing. Y'all, stop doubting Zach, bro. The game this weekend, the weather conditions were terrible. Terrible. Zach is good. He's improving, bro. Just keep faith. See you, man.
0: He is improving from where he was last year. He went from someone who was unplayable for most of the part this year as a backup-level starter. A, back, a backup-level starter. That makes no sense as an oxymoron. A backup-level quarterback. But in this game, it was, not a, it was not a good Zach Wilson game. It was not a... In fact, I, would not, I wouldn't even say it was an okay Zach Wilson game. It was a bad... Zach Wilson game. And yes, the weather played a factor. And yes, uh, there were drops. And yes, there was no running game. I I understand all of these things. But I remember a quarterback throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns and completing almost 80% of his passes in the pouring rain not even 12 months ago. And I'm not even a Mike White guy. I'm not a Mike White fan. I wouldn't consider myself a Mike White fan. But I... The, there's just every every single excuse in the book for this man. He he is he did improve. There is marginal improvement there, but to for that I'm not at that level of blind faith. I'm also not at the level of just downright disgust. I'm frustrated with this offense. I'm frustrated. I get it. I I, I know that it has to change. A week from a, well, not a week in five days. Monday Night Football against the Los Angeles Chargers. It has to change. They have to get it going in the right direction. Big test for not only this team just in general going up against an offense uh, that can score. We know that. Um, but it's a, a West Coast team coming to the East Coast. It's against arguably the worst coach in football. Brandon Staley uh, won a game against uh, the Raiders, who also might be the second worst or the best. They're, they're one and two in terms of the worst coaches in the league, McDaniels and Stanley. So um, it's just that's that's – got to find a way to win the game. And the offense, especially the passing attack, if they can't get it going against the worst pass defense in football, then I don't know when they will. That's going to do it for me on this episode. Thank you for tuning in to Just Jets. I am Matt O'Leary, and I will catch you next time.